You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Love Logical DNA Not Required. This is Michelle L. Anderson coming to you live from Podcast Detroit Royal Oak Studios. We are looking forward to intriguing and entertaining you every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Let me start today's show by saying thank you for joining our family, which is biological by nature, love logical by choice, DNA not required. Good evening, everyone. This is Michelle L. Anderson coming to you here tonight live. I am here with my co-host, Delon Kennedy, tonight. Delon is my son. Say hello, Delon. Hello, everybody. And I am here with Ally Learning Center out of Livonia, Michigan. I have a treat for you guys because we have dynamic guests. I'm going to let them introduce themselves and tell you just a brief little bit about them. Sure. Well, uh, thank you very much, Michelle, for having us on your podcast show. Uh, my name is Hamad Ali, and I'm the founder and executive director of Ally Learning. Um, so Ally Learning is a tutoring company that provides one-on-one tutoring um, for students from kindergarten all the way to college. And uh, the company is basically a product of my passion for um you know, youth mentorship, mm-hmm. um, as well as combined with my formal education in psychology um, and medical sciences, as well as um, professional training and education. Okay, so basically, he said, "I'm smart. I'm really smart." And yes, 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 I'm smart. So, <laughs> got it. In a nutshell. <laughs> okay, Andre, you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Yeah. So my name is Andre Haj, and I am the director of outreach for Ally Learning. So. Um, I've been with Ally since January of 2017, and my my path to sort of working in education was kind mm-hmm. of long, very long and roundabout, and it sort of spanned a couple of continents. I actually worked in, in overseas um, after graduating um, from college in 2015, and my degree was actually in international relations, so mm-hmm. it's a big surprise to me that I'm working in the field that I'm working in. But one of the things that kept coming up sort of in the different fields that I was in was education <clears throat> seeming to be the biggest determining factor in people's lives in terms of what kind of outcome they were going to you know, have with their lives, regardless of whatever circumstances they were born in. And so it seemed to me that that was what I needed to get involved in if I wanted to make the biggest difference in people's lives. And that's what led me here. Okay. So again, we heard I'm smart. I'm smart. And I'm smart too. So... <laughs> <laughs> These guys are absolutely great. I want to um I want to share why they're my first love logical business and how I came about meeting um both, you know, both of our wonderful guests here. And I'm nervous tonight for some reason. This is my second podcast and I have been in interviews today, so I don't know why I'm nervous. So excuse me guys for being nervous. No problem. But I went to a networking event, and Andre and I have a a mutual friend. Her name is Andy. Mm -hmm. And Andy kept saying, you have to meet Andre. You have to meet Andre. So, of course, Andy is one of those people to where she's going to find a way to link businesses together for the benefit of all of the businesses in that chain. Okay? Mm -hmm. So she 
was determined to link me and Andre together. And we met and we talked and found out that, yes, we do have a lot in common. We, we want children to be educated. And then we set up a meeting for me to go over to, to see Ally Learning Center. And I was impressed. It was very nice. And then this young, handsome man comes in. And I said, okay. I said, this is, you know, this is a really nice place. And then Mr. Ali comes in and we get to talking and I was talking about, um, you know, the fact that I had worked as a systems cost engineer at, at FCA and what department I was in. And he says, oh, my dad works there. And I asked him who his dad, you know, is. And he told me, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I know about you. And <laughs> his father had talked for almost a year that the two of us should get together, and we hadn't had a chance to schedule a meeting. And here it is. That meeting happened on its own without mm-hmm. any intervention from his dad at all. Yeah, that that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, right? Because like I'm just like, oh yeah, do you know my dad? And then as soon as I said his name, you're like, you're like, I know you guys. I jumped, <laughs> and you jumped on I me. Big and hug. was just like, what's why, going on? Why, yeah. why is why is she hugging him? <laughs> I was like, what did I miss? <laughs> I am a hugger. I'm definitely a hugger. So I was just, it was just amazing that here it is, this young man, you know, whose father had bragged about him so proudly. And, you know, his son, he was saying, my son, you know, he works with foster kids and he works within, you know, the nonprofit arena. And he's just explaining all of this. And I'm like, wow, okay. So, and here it is, just out of the blue without, like I said, any intervention at all from his dad, we we actually ended up in the same place at the same time. Yeah, definitely fate. Oh, yes. Yeah, that is fate. Meant yes, to happen. Definitely fate. I want to say hello to those who are watching. Hello, Michonne, Calvin, Ruth, Marshall, Cynthia, Robert, and let's see, Cynthia. And so thank you guys for joining me this evening. I appreciate you coming on live and I'm hoping that you have a better sound than what you had last last week. So but I just thought that was so interesting that that we would meet. So as we're talking, one of the things with Ally that makes me feel as if they're different than your your normal tutoring um facilities is they tutor children who have been adopted out of foster care. That's their primary niche. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. And I think that that is so cool. But they don't just tutor these children. They mentor them as well. So they have a relationship with their clients inside as well as outside That's of the facility. Yeah. And I personally had never really heard that before. I know that there's tutoring um you know, companies that, that do kind of mentor, but it's right there within the facility. And you're really digging down into getting to know these kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely the one of the biggest things that sets us apart from other tutoring companies mm-hmm. is that mentor-based approach. So when they come to us, what we always say is that there is no 
kind of standard ally learning experience. Every experience is going to be completely tailored, therefore completely different, depending on the needs, the particular needs of each student. Mm -hmm. They're going to come into us and we're going to basically build a custom program around them. Some kids come to us and they just need help with their homework and that's fine. You know, um, some kids need a little bit of work on this or that particular subject. Maybe it's times tables. Maybe it's, you know, they just don't quite get, um, maybe they're having a lot of trouble with reading comprehension, depending Mm -hmm. on what grade they're in. But for a lot of kids as well, there's, um, what you might call supplemental skills. So that's organization. That's, Mm -hmm. that's habits. Mm -hmm. What, what, you know, what does their daily schedule look like? What does their backpack look like? I can't tell you how many students come to us and uh, I mean, don't have a backpack, (laughs) don't have a backpack or, you know, they're using some kind of crazy tote bag as their backpack Mm -hmm. or their backpack looks like someone lit a grenade inside of it. And we have to just try to put everything back where it's supposed to be. There's papers from last year in the backpack, you know, and so, so then the challenge, so, you know, for that, for that child, right. And I'm, I'm, going to go out on a limb here. If that's mm-hmm. the situation, they're probably not getting their homework turned in, right? Because right. I, I have yeah. a particular student in my mind, right, that, that, that this applies to. Um, so in that that case, right, the comprehension isn't so much the issue. The issue is their organizational skills. So they should be able to, if they're going to come to us, we want to be able to help them with that mm-hmm. in addition to whatever sort of, you know, subject matter help that they need um, in their classes. Okay. Yeah. And then just, just to add on to it, so um, basically, like how we got how did our learning started working with adopted foster care students. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was working, I was in medical school and I was taking a break um, when I was working on my master's and I was I started um, teaching. I was placed in different schools, um, anywhere from, you know, elementary all the way to high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and where I was teaching like STEM related uh, courses, which is science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Okay. And there was one there was one family where they had four kids. And, uh, actually I was working with three of those students because in the diff, they were like a year apart. So I was actually teaching each of them in their separate classrooms mm-hmm. and they went to their parents and they were just like, Oh, you know what? Uh, this teacher came in and, um, he's helping us learn a lot more. So we benefit, like we want to work with him outside of school. Mm-hmm. So this, the parent actually contacted me and said, Hey, would you mind, um, you know, tutoring my children? They're struggling in the various subjects and they seem to, like grasp the information better when you're working with them. And I said, sure, that's fine. No big deal. I can do that after school. Um, I started working with these four kids. Um, later on, I re- I found out that uh, these children were adopted. Mm-hmm. And okay. um, she actually contacted the state of Michigan on my behalf and told them about what I was doing and the, the impact that I was making on her children. Um, slowly, other uh, adoption uh, fam- uh, families with adopted love students, logical love, families. Logical, yes. love, love logical families, they came, approached me and asked me if I could work with their students. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when the state of Michigan came forward and said, you know what, you, um, you're doing a great job. If you start the company, then we can actually, um, make you a, uh, a vendor. And so it's back in 2014 is when I started this. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2015, um, Ally Learning became official and, um, we started providing free tutoring for adopted students um, throughout the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is five hours of free tutoring per week year round. Oh. Um, and Did you hear that? And what I learned was that a lot of these, a lot of these kids, they were just saying, Oh, I'm not smart enough or, or, you know, I just don't want, I don't, I, you know, I can't do it. Right. But the, the, the fact of the matter is that they were able to do it. It's, but, but there was some underlying effect that was 
that was hindering them from reaching their full potential. Okay. And that's where mentoring played a large role because a lot of these, you know, these children, they come from troubled backgrounds. Um, you yes. know, they're dealing with a lot of stress, a lot of emotional stress, um, a lot of psychological, uh, stress that plays an impact. If they, if they're not, if they can't, um, be a normal kid at mm-hmm. home, then you can't expect them to do well in school either. Right. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. So what I decided to do is that, okay, the tutors that were, were bringing in, I didn't want them to just to be tutors. I wanted to be, I wanted them to be mentors and tutors at the same time. Um, by doing this, uh, the kids, when they're coming to the tutoring center, they're not thinking that, oh, I'm coming to a place where, you know, because I'm not smart enough, I'm coming to a place that they're just going to teach me. Whether These kids are actually excited to come mm-hmm. and they actually want to stay. You know, mm-hmm. when, when the parents come and pick them up after or an hour or an hour and a half, they're just like, no, we don't want to go because they're actually having a good time with their tutor slash mentor. Okay. You know, and what we, what Andre and I learned was that um, by creating this mentorship uh, relationship, mm-hmm. um, this, the kids, they actually want to kind of like uh, do better to please their mentor, right? Okay. To make the, because it's like a big yes. brother, big sister relationship. Um, and it seemed to work. And these kids that had for years had C's and D's or F's for years, um, all of a sudden within a semester or two semesters, they're going up to A's and B's. Wow. You know? Wow. And, um, wow. And that's, and we, we kind of grew um, ever since then. We've been expanding. And I think to date, we've worked with over um, 130 adopted students. Um, that's amazing. And, uh, and we've, we opened it up to uh, the public as well. So now we see private clients as well as adopted and foster care children. Yeah. And, and for those, I mean, and just to kind of add on, add on to that. So there's not necessarily, there's not like a separation in terms of like what services are uh, provided to adopted versus what are provided right. to paid clients. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact, um, you know, service that they're getting. It's the same exact method, same exact uh, approach that we're taking. Mm-hmm. But, to, but to, to his point about, about mentoring, you know, I'm sure every parent can maybe attest to this where you say something to your kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can say it to them however many millions of times you want. And then someone else will say that same exact thing. And all of a sudden the light will go off in their brain and they'll be like, Oh, I don't know what you call that. But I know what happened to me. I know, I know like my mom would tell me all, you know, my parents would be telling me all kinds of things that were very, very useful and would have been great for me to have learned and internalized Mm -hmm. when I was, you know, growing up. But when I heard it from somebody else, then it became, Oh, this is actually real. It's not just mom and dad, you know, getting on my case or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it is, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, they say that that saying, like, it takes a village, right? Like it takes a village. It takes a village. I mean, great quote. Because there is a huge role to be played for non-parental role models. Correct. You know, and that can be coaches, that can be, um, you know, different, uh, you know, teachers, certainly. Mm -hmm. Um, why not, why, why couldn't it be like a a tutor whose entire, you know, function being there is to spend quality one-on-one time with your child? That's amazing. Mm Because oftentimes mentors become tutors. Mm-hmm. You know, yep, they do. So it's in, in your situation is tutors also becoming mentors. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just a flip because I have actually tutored some of the children that I've mentored through the years, mm-hmm. you know, and that's one of the reasons why I chose you as my first love logical business, because I know your hearts when it comes to the kids, you know, and. 
the fact that you started your business, the way that it started, to me, says that it was meant to be. You know, because here it is, someone, you stepped into her life, and she opened up a door for you by making that phone call. Mm -hmm. You weren't even thinking of heading in that direction, I were had, you? I had no plan of starting a business. <laughs> I was uh, My plan was to finish medical school. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you're, like you said, yeah. um, this door just opened up for me. Um, I've always had a passion for education. I mm -hmm. love teaching. I, I was tutoring you know, when I was in high school. I was a TA while I was a, teaching a teacher's assistant when I was in college. Mm -hmm. um, in medical school, I was teaching some courses. Um, but I never thought of the possibility of opening up a business and actually working with students on a daily basis. Okay. Um, so like you said, just, I think, uh, if it just, it just worked out the way it did. Right. Um, I didn't know that they were adopted. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that she was going to call my behalf. Um, and I wasn't expecting to actually open something up. And like you said, it's it, my passion. If you, if you're passionate about something, um, then it just it all works out in the end. It works itself like. yeah. out. Um, Everything falls into place. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and I think like Andre and I, we've we've created like these these um, like love logical families with all our clients. You know, um, we're very close with everyone. You know, yes. we we go to people's houses on Christmas and Thanksgiving, and yeah. and they yes. come to our okay. house. Um, yeah, and uh, it's it's like a big family. It is. You know, and it these is kids and these kids when they're growing up because. We work with the same kids all throughout the year, mm -hmm. year after year, and you can see them change and progress um, into becoming like young adults. And it makes you so happy that, you know, you, here was a child who had no hope for themselves and even the family was starting to give up on them. Yeah. Um, but because we worked with them, plus mm -hmm. with the families, and we changed the mindset on how to make this child successful, um, they all were hopeful. And in the end, it, it made a difference for the child. Um yeah, that term, that term love logical. Yes. When you, when you really, um, that first meeting we had, when you really kind of broke it down and explained like what it means, you know, that it, love ha does not necessarily have to have any relationship with your biology, biological relationship with mm -hmm. that person to kind of, I guess, make it sort of academic and intellectual, you know, um, but that, that, feeling that that emotion that's associated with that i mean that just totally is syncs up with what we're what we're doing mm -hmm. because it is i mean we're obviously we work with a lot of families that are giving their their, their real love to their to these children that they did they didn't actually birth themselves but right the the yeah like the the idea that that should make a difference but it does make a difference you know like because schools will you know in their lives right they're gonna have to like qualify everything they say about the people that are in their family like oh that's my stepson yes. that's my yes. adopted son yeah. oh that's not my you know what i mean they're gonna why is your last name different whatever like all these right. kind of things right um and so i think that even just having a word like that love logical mm -hmm. yeah i think really will make i mean that that makes a huge difference to people to have that kind of in their brains so that they can frame their relationship with their adoptive kids or their stepkids or whoever, just their, the kids, the people that they have in their lives that they love and they want to. Yeah. Yes. To me, Love Logical says, I'm loving you above a, others' expectations. Mm -hmm. It really does. Mm -hmm. You know, because I was saying today during the interview on, um, on the Bloomfield, you know, cable station that my mother had made the statement Nobody was stepping on anyone in our home, so there was no stepfather. Mm. 
you know, and when you hear people, you got a big old smile on yeah, your face. I, I like it. I just like it. Yeah. <laughs> no one's stepping in our home. Yeah, you know, and, you know, and then I saw a shirt um, on Facebook the other day where he said that I'm not a stepdad. I'm stepping up, you know. Oh, wow. I and I like that because no one is stepping on anyone. Mm-hmm. And that's what differentiates a step parent from a love logical parent. The only thing is when you put your children in a room with both parents, biological and love logical, they have a tendency to feel almost required to say my mom or my dad and my stepmom and my stepdad, yes. mm-hmm. even though at home at the father and mother's house. They say mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They may call, but when their parent, when their biological parents there, they normally don't want to say that out of respect. Mm-hmm. Right. It's true. And right. especially if you have any type of um, animosity or any type of tension, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, but to be able to say biological and love logical or mom and love logical mom, you're giving credit to that person who has advanced above the step. Yes. Correct. Yeah. 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 You're giving part, you're giving, I you're love giving credit. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And, you know, like for kids, kids living in adoptive or, or in foster families. I mean, it is, I mean, I, I didn't grow up in a foster family. I didn't grow up in an adoptive family. So mm-hmm. you kind of, for me, right. You, I mean, and, and people that grow up in, in with the parents that, that, kind of birth them right like there's this assumption you don't really kind of have this idea of of even questioning who mom is or who Mm -hmm. dad is it's Mm -hmm. not a question it's not something that is something you have to really think about but for these adoptive kids it is incredibly it can be a very very big struggle for them to wrap their minds around the fact that there is someone else in their life that is caring for them and they really there's they're lifelong there can be lifelong problems um sort of Wondering why, you know, thinking maybe that they got cheated out of like a mom because it's not their real mom, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that, yeah, like with the love logical, I mean, I just think that it's a, it's a, it's an idea that needs to kind of become more widespread and that people need to be encountered that, that people need to encounter more often so that they'll think of that. Because mm-hmm. on another level, like people can say kind of unintentionally hurtful things to, um, to kids that are not yes. living with their biological parents. Like, Wait, why aren't you writing a Father's Day gift? You know what I mean? Like, yes, yes. that kind of stuff. Yes. So, you know, and my thing is, it's like parenting is just that it's parenting. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you are parenting a child that you gave birth to or you're parenting, you know, your love logical child. I have two biological children, but I've parented. Many children. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Many From children. My friends all the way up the line to my adopted sisters. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Love logical. I mean, it's just my kids have always, they, they know that I love them unconditionally. Yeah. And they also know that I love my love logical children mm-hmm. unconditionally. I love my love logical grandchildren. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for my love logical grandson, Joshua, asking me, Grandma, how are you my grandma if you're not my mother's mother? Love logical may not have come to me in the dream that it did that same night that he asked me. Mm -hmm. 
you know. So things happen the same way with you. You were tutoring and a door opened up for you. I had a question asked of me and I literally woke up the next morning and Love Logical wrote off my tongue. I hurried up and grabbed my paper, wrote it down. I wrote it as two words. I didn't like it. I wrote it down as one and I said, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, so these are things that we call them chance happenings. But I truly believe that it's our fate. Right. It's what's intended for us. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, it well, is. And like you were, like you were saying, you know, we've had this discussion. Like you, you're a, you're a mom. Like mm-hmm. you're just that's your personality mm-hmm. type. You are a mom. I am. You I'm know? nurturing. 100%. You're nurturing. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's yeah. I I I think that um, when you bring that kind of energy to those relationships Mm -hmm. like the love logical energy then there's no need there's no real sort of impetus to kind of qualify anything that you're saying because Mm -hmm. the kids will know if you're if you're bringing that loving parenting energy to them then they're going to think of you as mom and they're going to have you're going to have that relationship and with Mm -hmm. us it's sort of it's similar we have a not quite the same right but like there's similarities because sometimes right when we're working with kids it's not always about being you know super nice and friendly all the time. Sometimes kids need to have a little bit of a, you know, kick in the pants to kind of get them, you know, if they're, Mm -hmm. if they're really sort of um, not to kind of make them aware of, of, of certain things get them on the, get them kind of on the, on the right. One second, Andre, for those of you who are very sensitive in the world of 2018, he did not mean literally kick children in the pants. This has been a disclaimer (laughs) by Michelle L. Anderson with Love Logical. There you go. I, I, I hope that the viewers would have enough trust in me that I wouldn't just oh, admit to children during my tutoring sessions. No, I'm going to talk to him, HR. No, yeah. no people, are, people are learning that I am very silly. Okay. Good. For the record, yes. Do not literally kick anybody. In the yeah. Oh my but metaphorically, right? You, you know, sometimes you have to kind of be stern with that. You have to be let's let's that. say that. You do. Yes. You discipline. Yeah. It's because it's because yeah. we. We yeah. actually, we, we we truly care. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's if we, good. If and we as long as they care, know that. Yeah. yeah. And we tell them that. We're like, listen, you're here for an hour. Yeah. We want you to succeed. We want to help you. I mean, you can waste your time, but that's, you're just going to go back home. And you're going to end up doing the homework by yourself. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And right. Seb, you could be here and we could help you with it so that when you go home, you can relax. And, and that's you know? the push that kids need. Exactly. Yeah. But exactly. they have to know that you care. Like that's mm-hmm. that has to be there first. They mm-hmm. have to know that everything that you're doing is being done genuinely because you're here to help them and not because of your own ego and not because of your own insecurities or hangups, right? Right. Yes. And that's, right. Yes. And so, you know, to like if you were a lot of people maybe and they're in these kind of, you know, love logical relationships, maybe in their mind there is a difference. You mm-hmm. know, and, and so they they do sort of bring a different energy to um their non-biological children because they don't have the sort of love logical mindset. mindset. They're not bringing that energy. That heart yeah. isn't there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the reasons why I, um, I love love logical too is because having conversations with people and hearing them talk about their stepchild or their future stepchild mm-hmm. and the way that they say it, I've kept quiet. At times, <laughs> people who know me know at times I've kept quiet. I pick my battles. But there are other times to where I'm like, why are you going to be with this person if you use that tone? Mm-hmm. Because if mm-hmm. you're going to be in a relationship with someone with a child, if you can't love their child as if that child is your own, 
then you need to move on and let that let that that person and that child yeah. be with someone else who's going to give them love equally. Everybody listen now. Everybody, yeah, because I I I I'm a single mom. I'm a single mom. I'm very cautious when it comes to my daughter. You know, very cautious. Mm-hmm. She has not been around everyone who I've dated in the time that I've been divorced. There's no need. Mm-hmm. We introduce our kids way too early. That's sure. the truth. Right, that's true. Way too early. And then we question why these children have problems. You know, going back to allied learning, I am so proud of these men for doing what they do because sometimes we don't realize the stressors that we put on our kids. And you see it as a reflection in their schoolwork, mm-hmm. you know, and by you helping them with their schoolwork or not just helping them with their schoolwork, you're helping them deal with the stress and the issues that's causing the problems with their work. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm so proud. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud. Yeah. And, you know, what suggestions do you have for families coming together, be it um, those who have love logically adopted their children? Because if they're bringing their kids to you for tutoring, that tells me that they love their kids enough to make sure that they get the education that they need. So your families are love logical families. Definitely. They are. are. Mm -hmm. Um, Any parent that takes that extra step, that step comes, it may be made with the feet, but it comes from the heart. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it truly does. So what, what tips would you actually give to um, to parents who are taking their children to tutoring but may not have the same mentoring concept that you have or or would like to take the kids to tutoring but either they don't have the financial means mm-hmm. yes. or they may not have the transportation mm-hmm. or what – give us some tips. Sure. Um so before we get started, I just want to okay. I'm going to put a little plug in oh, uh, for plug. Ally Learning. Go so um, so at Ally Learning, we're I, I think we're proud to say that we're one of the most affordable tutoring companies in the Metro Detroit area. Okay. Um. So one to one tutoring, which is one actually one student with one uh, tutor slash mentor, which is all we offer. Uh, which is all we offer. Um, okay. For K kindergarten all the way to um, eighth grade, it's thirty dollars an hour. And that's, actually, um, that's very and, good. And high school is $35 an hour and college is $45 an hour. Um, so you, get, you won't be able to beat those prices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. And then not only that, so there's lots of parents that say, okay, you know what? The, the price is, the pricing is good. However, you're, you're in Livonia, you're an hour drive away. We can't come to you. Well, we've mm-hmm. solved that. Um, in the past year and a half, we started, uh, providing online tutoring. Um, oh, wow. and, uh, the misconception with online tutoring is like, oh, well, you know what? It's, it's different from one-on-one tutoring because, you know, the child won't see their tutor and, you know, you know, they won't feel the same. But the thing is with, uh, we use an app. I mean, we use a program called Zoom, uh, which I'm sure lots yeah. of people are yeah, familiar, familiar with. with Zoom. But with Zoom, you can see the person. So the student can face. see, it's face yeah. to face. The student can see the tutor. Um, there's also a writing ability. So a lot of times, um, the parents will just email 
the t- uh, the tutor or the the students will uh, email their tutor their homework assignment. Okay. The tutor will pull up the homework assignment on the laptop screen, um, and then they'll actually work on it together. Mm-hmm. So wow. yeah. that's so, really cool. Um, yeah, exactly. And then you could record these sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, so the if you know after the session's over, uh, the students can replay it if they needed more help or needed to understand a concept all over again. Do so, you hear that Facebook? So I that like is that. so that is another yeah. option for parents that aren't local. Um, you know, in the in the metro Detroit area, or they're too far from Livonia. Um, you know, that's an option that we provide as well. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Did you want to say anything else before I give some tips? You know, um, just that. You know, I know that people, like he said, people have kind of hangups about online tutoring because they get they get nervous. They think it's going to be like some kind of text based thing where you're going to type in and you're going to get just some answers spat back out to you. Mm-hmm. That's not what it is. I mean, we've we've toyed around with like some different names for what to call it. We've I guess like virtual face-to-face tutoring is the probably the most <laughs> it's the most accurate way to explain what it is because it's still face-to-face. You still you still have that same you know interaction. All the mentoring aspects we keep intact. I mean, it's, okay. there's no, there's really no reason why that should be any different o- online versus in person. Okay. Um, in no way, I mean, is is it meant to be or is is it? a watered down version of what we offer. It's just our distance learning option. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, um, I did have, uh, 10 study tips, um, or just methods that parents can work with their children, um, you know, in order for the, their child to be more successful, um, in highly effective students. So the first one is, uh, you have to tell your, your child, uh, you know, to not cram, all they're studying into one session. Um, the reason for that is because your brain can only handle so much, right? Okay. So especially when you're when you're trying to cram, for example, I mean, I, I've done this. So I think we're all guilty of it, you know, and, you know, trying to cram for an exam the night before. And we're thinking that we're going to actually learn like five chapters in, <laughs> in four hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that doesn't happen, right? Because no. your brain can only take in so much. And plus, there's a lot of hormones that are going on. You're, you're stressed. You're anxious. Um, and when you, whenever you have hormones like those kicking in, um, that's going to reduce your ability to focus as well. So what we what we recommend and we tell all of our students is that if you know there's an exam coming up, set aside an hour or even 30 minutes, you know, a a day Mm -hmm. to prepare for that exam so that by the time you're getting like two days before the exam, you have actually covered all the material and then you're just reviewing the material and then you're actually going to do better on your exam or quiz or final exam, whatever's coming up. Um, So that's the big thing is don't cram, tell your child not to cram, um, you know, and and plan beforehand. Uh, The second thing is plan when you're going to study, right? So a lot of times, uh, you know, kids, are, they, they come back from home, they're, mm-hmm. they're going to eat food, then they're going to want to play their video games or go yep. play with their friends, and then they're coming home at like 9 o'clock at night and trying to do their homework. That's right. not effective because by that time you're, you're, you're tired, you know? So kids are tired, though they're not going to be able to concentrate. So what we recommend to, um, you know, all of our parents um, and to our students is set aside a time Right after school, you know, maybe take a couple, you know, Mm -hmm. half an hour break, an hour break. But the ideal time is between like five to eight is when you want to be doing your homework assignments, right? Mm -hmm. And you should – and we tell parents that for middle schoolers and high schoolers, they only need about – like elementary and middle school only needs about like 30 to 45 minutes a day of homework um, that they need time for that set aside. Um, And then once you get to high school, you might need an hour to an hour and a half um, of time set aside for homework um, okay. and studying, um, and if you're doing that on a daily basis, um, it's not it's not it won't be overwhelming for the child. Okay, now in today's world, children have so many extracurricular activities True. outside of school 
And I mean, it's starting like pre-kindergarten up through high school nowadays. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. kids are involved in so many programs. And what do you do? So what do you do? Uh, one word, schedule, <laughs> schedule, <laughs> schedule, schedule. Yeah. So we tell all of our children when they come in, we say, so what's your schedule? Mm-hmm. A lot of kids are like, what do you mean? All right. What do you mean a schedule? We just come home and we do our homework whenever we want. But that's the thing. If you have a schedule, you have a, mm-hmm. a time set aside, you don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah. You know? And if you're able to schedule time to eat, time to sleep, time to do your extracurricular activities, you should also have time set aside for homework and studying. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and even 30 minutes a day, um, is, is more than enough. Right? It's more than enough. Yeah. It's okay. more than enough. So, um, parents shouldn't think that, oh, my child's too busy, so they're not going to be able to do it. No, 30 minutes a day. Take that away from the TV or the ga- or the gaming that they're doing or the outside mm-hmm. um, activities that they're they're involved in, but um, you know because education is important, right? And, yeah. and in this in this day and age, um, you know, having a bachelor's degree won't cut it anymore. Sometimes, no, you know? no, um, not in many so, jobs. So if if the child is is learns good studying um, methods mm-hmm. when they're in middle school and high school. They'll be a lot more successful when, to, when they get to college, right? Right. Okay. And, um, that's, and that's time management skills as well. If I just jump in real quick, like because what happens is that you know things like social media, Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Having your phone with you at all times, it basically takes like you know this activity of social media, and it basically sprinkles it as being constantly done throughout your day. So scheduling applies mm. to that as well. Okay. You say this is the time that I'm going to do social media, and then. I'm going to be done with it. Okay. You know? mm-hmm. And for your fun stuff as well, like set a time to do your fun stuff after you've done your, your homework. And that way it, you're, you're not going to be tempted to sort of do the other thing because once you have your mind regimented that like, this is the time to do your homework. Mm-hmm. Now that's over. Now it's time for me to do the fun thing that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and two things that, uh, you know, a lot of our parents and a lot of our students don't think of when they're thinking of like, like how to be a successful student mm-hmm. um, is uh, your sleep schedule okay. as well as your yes. eating schedule, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, parents are busy, understand that. Um, so sometimes they'll just tell their child, sometimes kids will go to school without food or they'll have cereal, right? Mm-hmm. And they think that cereal yes. is a good breakfast. However, you know, I tell, you know, uh, eating something is better than nothing, but having a hot breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, say it. So having a, having a hot breakfast yes. is much, much better for the child because um, whether that be, you know, uh, what are some hot, uh, grits or yeah. eggs, eggs. Um, no, or, or no. toast. You just Yo, said grits. Oh, I love grits. I love grits. <laughs> I'm from the South, okay? So I, I love grits, right? That was the last thing I expected to come out of his mouth. You're not from the South. Was grits. You're born in Florida. Florida right. isn't South, right? No, so, uh, the North. Oh, man. Okay, so, um, but yeah, having a hot breakfast, um, mm-hmm. what that does is that it kind of like rejuvenates yes. um, the child and it, and it starts starts the engines in the child's brain yes. um, and body and the blood, right? It starts flowing a lot faster. So having a hot breakfast is going to be a lot helpful, more helpful for the child because they'll be more attentive. Yep. Um in the first hour of class, right? Okay. Um, and then sleeping. So children, until the, until you're uh, 18 years old, actually mm-hmm. until you're 21, you should be getting at least eight hours of sleep. Now, the reason I say that is because there is um, there's a chemical called melatonin, right? Mm-hmm. And what happens is when you're sleeping, like when when it's dark, when, when you know it becomes nighttime, when it's dark, this melatonin basically gets released into your body, and it's it's like it's the sleep chemical. And so I was mm-hmm. like, okay, it's time to knock out, right? Um, 
And a lot of times you'll hear kids, it's like, well, you know what? I'm laying in bed, but I can't fall asleep. Right? And I'm like, okay, why is that? You know? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, well, are you on your phone? Yeah, I'm just you know checking my Instagram mm-hmm. or Facebook or I might have the TV mm-hmm. on. Yep. And that's the thing. The kids don't realize that the TV screens, TV, tablets, um, your, your cell phones, that pretends to be the sun, right? And if it's mm-hmm. on, it's if, if it's activated, then the melatonin can't be released from your brain. Yep. And then you're going to be st- – you'll be awake. Even so we if tell, your eyes are closed. Exactly. So we tell parents that like 30 minutes beforehand, before the child needs to sleep, before it's their bedtime, take away all electronics. Um, you know, you can have – give them a book. I've, I've noticed whenever I have a book in bed, I actually pass out a lot faster. Out. Yeah. <laughs> I fall asleep a lot faster. So um, that's one of the biggest things. And on top of that – um, your brain takes information that you learn during the daytime mm-hmm. from your short-term memory into mm-hmm. your long-term memory when you're sleeping. Right? Oh. So if you're not getting at least six hours of sleep um, every night, you're not – you're actually – whatever you learn during the daytime, you're not going to remember it because you're, you're, you're not allowing your oh, brain wow. to take the information from the short-term memory into your long-term memory. Uh, okay. Yeah. So there's hope for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sleep. I, I'm, I'm one of those people that um, – I was telling my, my son that a perfect schedule for me would be to work from 11 o'clock at night to about 6 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and then sleep from 6 to 12. <laughs> and then the rest of my day would go well because so, so for some reason I'm a mm-hmm. night owl. Okay. Oh, yeah. I haven't night. been to sleep since yesterday morning. Oh wow! Because yeah. I was up last night working, well, but so I'm so productive during that time. So everyone is different, exactly. So yeah. you, everyone needs to know when they are most productive. Like for yeah. example, Andre. So stop waking mm. me up. Andre, <laughs> 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 this guy he wakes up at four in the morning. All right, yeah. <laughs> he is so he's crazy. What's yeah? Because because I I thought for a while that I was also a night owl. Like all throughout college, I was like, oh well, like you know, I just I get I I I, I can't fall asleep, you know, so I just stay up late, and that's when I get all my work done. Come to find out, if I actually go to bed at nine o'clock, ten o'clock, and get up at at four o'clock, five o'clock, that works much much better for me. So okay. it's about I guess it's really what we're saying is find out what the best sort of you know schedule is for you mm-hmm. and do it and don't mm-hmm. and don't feel mm-hmm. like don't do things just because um out of let's say what the norm is laziness right. or right. anything right. yeah um, like don't yeah. just don't just go to bed late because you know you're just being thoughtless and you're not keeping track of your time i think he's talking about me this morning we we're <laughs> supposed to go to the gym and being <laughs> thoughtless <laughs> i was too tired <laughs> my bed spits me out if i get in before 11 <laughs> well no but, but but for the child, what? You also said, he said something that was really important. Nutrition is key. Yes, yes uh-huh. it is. Nutrition yes. is key. Yes, yes. it is. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> <laughs> parents, listen, our kids do need eight to 10 hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, my son had a eight o'clock bedtime and would remind me at 730 that it was getting close to his bedtime. So wherever we were, (laughs) we had to leave and go home so that he could go to bed. And I know (laughs) children today, they don't seem to have, well, many children, I don't want to, I don't want to put everyone in that same category. Many children today are up nine, 10 o'clock at night, um, doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Running around the house, I've talked to people, and they're they're five year olds, they're eight year olds, they're ten year olds, they're up, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. nine, ten, eleven o'clock at night, right? You mm-hmm. know, so and then we wonder why the children aren't doing well in school. 
I yeah. may stay up all night now, mm-hmm. but when I was younger, I didn't play that in my house. My mother didn't play that. Right. I didn't play it in mine either. Sure mm-hmm. didn't. You know, and I just listened to her parents about the, the, the sleep. Mm-hmm. That makes a difference. And I love the scheduling, you know, making sure that you schedule everything, including your homework, including your social media time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And teen- now <laughs> teenagers and social media. Oh, yeah. And homework. I've learned so much about social media just because of our teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know what's new? What's something that's funny that's new is uh, so – a lot of a lot of the kids like they'll just have like their phone on mm-hmm. or their social media on uh, like the live session Facebook mm-hmm. live, Facebook live yeah. and stuff and well, they're doing nothing <laughs> during the tutoring <laughs> session. <laughs> I was just talking doing? about this yesterday. Yeah, they'll just sit there like and no one. They'll be like no one even there, and they'll just be like whatever, just doing their homework. Yeah. You know, but I guess for them like that's that's a new. I mean, okay, right? Because I'm I'm 26, right? So when I was in high school, oh my goodness, you're old. but when i was you know when i was in high school like you know i was talking about stuff like myspace aim you know and parents were like "Mm -hmm, who Mm -hmm, even you know mm -hmm. and so now it's weird being in that position where it's like facebook live what is that you know like (laughs) it is everything it's a distraction yes it is and and the thing is like there's nothing wrong with social media it's great Mm. but when you're studying you need to put it aside yes because because kids it, it just it, it it will just prolong the study session yeah. then, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're not you're not being That's effective true. and you're yeah. not getting what you need to get done. Lack yeah. of focus. Um, and exactly I, the lack of focus. They don't even so. talk to each other sometimes. It's just the fact that they're like just yeah. hanging out oh, yeah, there on the telephone. Yeah, well, yeah. No conversation. They're just yeah. looking at each other. And your brain, nothing. your brain needs time. Like it's your brain is not designed to be able to switch between tasks quickly like that like it takes your brain time to adjust from one task to another so if you're if you're like doing your homework checking facebook doing your homework checking facebook your your mind cannot focus on the thing it needs to be focused on and it can't focus on social media either mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that just doesn't work i love that that just mm-hmm. doesn't work so that's why that's what i was that's why it's so important that you must you must do just your homework while you're working on your homework. Do one and, thing. And I know some some of my students will use excuses like, well, I need some background noise, mm-hmm. right? And that is true. Yeah. Some students do do better with background noise. Mm-hmm. But background noise is not your phone or or the TV. Yeah. Um, or if it is the TV, have it, have it in a separate room mm-hmm. um, or have some music playing in the background because – um, you don't want to take away the visual, you know, from your homework assignment, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have the TV on or something that's m- playing, you're going to be looking at it constantly, right? Instead of focusing on the mm-hmm. work, so um, it's okay to have the TV on if the, if it helps you focus better. Um, but uh, you need to have it separately in a separate room and not and not where you're actually focusing and studying. Okay. Another big thing is that. Um, I think having the location of where you're studying is very yep. important. Big time. Um, Big you know, time. a lot of parents ask me like, "Oh yeah, my child, they can't focus." Mm-hmm. You know what? I they're in this. They're sitting at the dining table. I'm making ki- my dinner, and they just they're not doing their work. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Well, that's a problem, right? You have like things going on that's loud. The other kids are running around. The dogs mm-hmm. are walking underneath the you know the, the table. The child can't focus. There's too many distractions. So what we tell parents is that, you know, if possible. You know, it'd be great to uh, take your child at least once or twice a week to the library to do work. Mm-hmm. If that's not an option, then make them uh, make sure that you have, you provide a space where um, it may be a bedroom, mm-hmm. um, but it cannot be like in a space the where there's yeah, it can't be on the bed. It should be on a table uh-huh. of some sort, but uh, a, a, 
a place where there's no other distraction, like no other kids around, no other animals or pets around, where they can focus on their homework assignment, right? So if it's a bedroom, that's fine. Let them work in the bedroom and then let them come downstairs and play when they're done. Um, but don't um, – I, I think that's a big thing that parents don't really think about mm-hmm. uh, when, and kids don't think about it either because they're just like, well, I just want to be where the life of the party is, right? <laughs> yeah, Everyone's yeah. downstairs. I want to be down there. Like, well, yeah. the thing is you're not going to get your work done, right? So, so uh, find a place in your house where you can focus, whether that be in the basement or your mm-hmm. bedroom um, or if it is the living room um, or dining room, that's fine. But just make sure it's a quiet space. Okay. My love logical daughter has six. Hi, Tasha. Hi, Eddie. They have six children mm-hmm. ranging from four to 13 mm-hmm. where are they going to find the space for everyone to just have their individual study time that's that's a good point so that's a good question so sometimes what we tell parents who have bigger you know mm-hmm. larger number of children in the house we say maybe you can set aside the study time at different uh intervals mm-hmm. so that you do have a space like maybe it's a bedroom upstairs or your bedroom um where the one child can go or two children can go and do their work and then once they leave then the other kids can go there and do it as well um or if you do want everyone to do work at the same time mm-hmm. this might be even better because then everyone can sit at the dining table okay. and do their work at the same mm-hmm. time but it's just making sure that there's not crosstalk you know going on and so they're not getting distracted in that in that manner. Well, now, when you say, "Oh, I'm oh, sorry," go on, Delon. With with younger children, mm-hmm. how can you focus the younger child to like, let's say, sit in their space and write their letters and mm-hmm. like through like with kindergartners and the first graders? How do you get them to just sit down and keep that focus? Yeah. So that's. A, do you want to answer that or um, you can go ahead? Okay. So so basically, so I think one of the. Um, the best methods of getting a child, like a younger child, a kindergartner, a first grader, a second grader to focus on their work mm-hmm. is sitting next to them, right? Um, because that kind of helps reinforce and tell them, okay, let's go back on track. Let's get back on track. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing is taking breaks, right? So younger mm-hmm. students, they can't focus for a longer time period. So even we tell when parents come in and they're like, we want to sign up for tutoring. We say if, it, if the child from kindergarten all the way to um, eighth grade, we just say we're going to do a maximum of an hour because – it takes about 15 minutes for a child, any child, um, to get into study mode. Mm-hmm. And then about 45 minutes mm-hmm. into the study mode, they start phasing out. You've lost. Right, you oh, lost. Okay. They're, they're, okay. Not gonna, they're not going to take any more okay. information. Okay. So after about 45 minutes, that's when you want to start taking, give them a five or 10 minute break. So we let the kids that are in our center, they walk around or we'll give them, we'll actually give them, we'll have like tablets where they can play like an educational game okay. for about five to 10 minutes. And then we'll get them back and focus yeah. on do, and completing and their what, assignment. What I found that works quite well for kids that have trouble sort of sitting down for extended periods of time and mm-hmm. focusing on something is that I use a lot of um, breathing and meditation techniques. Okay. Because taking the, the number, the level of energy that they have and bringing it down is going to help a lot. So what I do is I have them put both hands on the table. Mm-hmm. I tell them take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out. Now I want you to take all that chaotic energy, all of that confusion and chaos, and I want you to just move it out through your hands. And I have them just sit there with their eyes closed and I just say move that out through your hands. Now take another deep breath in. Take another deep breath out. And then I say, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to work on this thing. And, you know, I set some parameter of when mm-hmm. we're going to be done. But I don't want to talk until that's done. Right. And then we, and then I have, have them do it and I give them the pencil and they work on it. They're not allowed to talk and they just focus on it. And then once they're done, then they can kind of move around a little bit, do whatever. And then we can 
We'll do it again as long as many times as we need to do it to get to get them through what they need to um, you know what they need to get completed. And that that works. I found that works quite well, especially with kids that um, maybe have ADHD or mm-hmm. attention deficit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Roger that. I like that. Me too. Mm-hmm. I like it. This has been a great show tonight. Very very informational, and mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if you're looking for tutors in the metropolitan Detroit area, you have Ally Learning Center out of Livonia, Michigan, and they can help your children from kindergarten all the way through college. So you do SAT and ACT prep as well, correct? We do. That is true. Okay. Okay. How, 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 um, how much, when did, when should students start the SAT prep with mm-hmm. you? Yeah. So, um, I know so the SAT, the, the state of Michigan has, um, they actually provide SAT, one SAT exam in school, in high school. You actually mm-hmm. take it in 11th grade. Um, so, uh, I believe it's going to be in March or April. Okay. So we actually tell parents after Christmas break, um, that's when their, their 11th grade student should start, should start, should start preparing, um, for the SAT or ACT exam. Okay. Um, one of the big diff- things is a lot of parents don't know which exam their child should take or a lot of kids, you know, a lot of students themselves mm-hmm. don't know which one yes. they should take. So what I tell them is that, okay, the ACT has math, science, and reading. Okay. The SAT has math, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, it has math, um, reading and writing. Okay. Um, so if, if you know you're not good at science, yes. then t- stick with the SAT. Okay. If you think mm-hmm. that, um, science and mathematics is your strong factor, mm-hmm. then you, you want to prepare for the ACT. Um, you know, you can do both as well. Um, but just those are the main differences. If you know that you're bad at science, then, you know, stick with the SAT. If you know you like sciences and mathematics, then you go ahead and take the ACT. Um, but start preparing, um, you know, after Christmas break. Um, get one of the, you know, one of the – there's a whole bunch of books out there. Mm-hmm. We prefer the Kaplan book. Um, okay. But, you know, there's a whole bunch out there. Um, but basically with the Kaplan book, it actually has all the, has all the subjects in there, has the study material in there, has some practice exams as well. Um, and if you, if you do need like some type of extra help, if you don't want to do it on your own, mm-hmm. um, you know, we provide one-on-one, um, SAT and ACT, uh, tutoring at our center. It's $45 an hour. Okay. Um, and what we do is we actually create a study plan for the child. So we say, that, okay, you're gonna, you're gonna do this, this, these many chapters, uh, by this time limit. Um, and then we actually tell them when they're going to be taking their practice exams. And when mm-hmm. they come to us, we actually teach them, we'll teach them the, the, the information and then, uh, and then they, they do the work at home. Okay. Yeah. Just real quick before we wrap up here, how many hours a week of tutoring is the norm? Two hours or does a week. It depi- two hours yeah, a week. Yeah, two hours a week. So yeah. we tell okay. parents that they should do one hour each session and then, and like do like a Monday, Wednesday or a Tuesday, Thursday. Um, if possible, that's yeah. ideal. Um, otherwise it all depends on what the, the, the student schedule is based upon their extracurricular activities. Do you have Saturday hours? We do now. So we now okay. have, uh, from 10 to 1 p.m., 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturdays. Okay. Okay. That's very good. All right, Metropolitan Detroit, you heard it here today, Ally Learning Center in Livonia. If you'd like to share your email information, I mean, I'm sorry, your website information and your telephone, sure. and if you can repeat it twice, please. Yeah, so our um, our website is myallylearning.com, which is M-Y-L-I-A-L-L-Y learning, L-E-A-R-N-I-N-G.com, um, and our phone number is 
248-957-0128. Once again, that's 248-957-0128. I want to thank you two for coming this evening. I've truly enjoyed um, this conversation. And I'm telling you, you're not going to find um, tutors like this to where you're going to get the mentoring and everything I like, I love the fact that they are a love logical business. We will be placing their link on our website. And next week, I will be back here um, with you. And I'm going to have my love logical children here next week. So you're going to get to meet the love logical extension of me. And Deland, would you like to say your good nights real quick? Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, we really enjoyed having you guys. Thank you. With yeah, us thank today. you so much for having us. Yeah, very, thank very you. much yeah. appreciate the information, especially on nutrition and, you know, just helping all the children that you guys do. We really appreciate you. All right. So thank you very much. Have a good evening. And next week, all my co host will be Janelle Anderson. My oh, daughter yeah. is coming. So wow. thank you very much. Have a good night and lovelogical.com. And info at lovelogical.com if you have any questions. Thank you. Bye-bye.